Hello, everyone. I'm Joel Ibarra. Hello, everyone. Brandon Jacobs. A Single Tree Podcast number five. Today, we're going to talk about grief. And in the previous podcast, we talked about trees and what they could teach us about life and the life cycle. And part of that is realizing that trees and and plants need to be pruned or sometimes experience little deaths to be able to grow and, and be healthy. And that's true for all of nature. And so we thought we would take that idea a little bit further today and talk about the role of grief in our lives and, and leading us to a larger awareness and uh, orienting, orienting ourselves toward grief also, we're going to define basically just what grief is and talk about some methods in our lives for how to do it. So, Brandon, you believe that grief is continually happening in our lives. <laughs> I do. Um, I've been looking forward to this podcast, actually. I woke up this morning and uh, kind of with a smile on my face, as strange as that may sound, I like to talk about grief. Um, I'm not exactly sure how uh, how I became so passionate about it. Maybe it's come through my work or just my own life, but uh, glad to be talking about this and excited about today. So, yeah, I I do... At least that's kind of what my understanding is now, um, is that on some level, it seems like, or I feel like, um, yeah, grief is, is this ongoing aspect um, happening inside of us. <clears throat> and I've had... A number of um, conversations with with people in different circles, and um, you know, in, any any time I I try to uh, present that idea to people, um, almost every time. <laughs> uh, about two minutes into presenting that that idea, uh, people start kind of looking at me a little strange. Um, but I think as they indulge me um, and and remain open, what happens is is that they seem seem to maybe kind of come around to the idea that that might be happening, and so um, that just gives me. Uh, a little bit more of a perspective that maybe there's something there. The more and more I talk to people about this idea, um, the more and more it shocks them in the beginning, and the, and the more and more they kind of come around towards the end. Um, just gives me more of an inclination that maybe that's kind of true. So, Yeah, I think once you see it, it's hard to unsee. You know, once you see how grief is is happening all the time to all of us in different ways, um, 
you almost can interpret every situation through the lens of grief occurring and and having some sort of role in life and growth. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking last week about it, um, you and I, and I had never thought about it uh, this way, but when we were just kind of discussing it openly, really when we're for, really when we're first born that's our first big grief is it not i mean we're we're this <clears throat> we're this being in in the womb you know um warm and happy and being nurtured all of this right uh -huh. it's, it's just we're, that's we're in the loving womb and then we're we're thrust cast out, <laughs> cast out, or <clears throat> thrust out, kind of uh, maybe against <laughs> against our will into this world, and then you know it's hello hello grief maybe you know it seems like yeah it seems like life is occurring growth but it's also a death in a way sure yeah so I think that when we were talking my. Uh, that idea that wow even when we're first born it starts i mean that's that's a grief obviously we don't have these fully developed brains as as infants but we don't need that to have an ex an experience as we've discussed and that's that's our first that's our first grief i mean it introduces us into this inherent context in the world Mm -hmm. which um you know i think probably the one of the main things that we'd want to talk about today is that it's it's there that's just what it is and it's it's actually turning towards it that will help us find um this joy and this freedom which i think you've done really well at um articulating but so you know, as we as we talk about grief, and even when you just mention it to someone, they they usually think about death or loss. Mm -hmm. You know, grief is grief is what happens when you experience the loss of someone, and and so it sounds like this really morbid idea. But the idea here is is also that grief is our path to joy. Um, that that any time that we are growing and learning and experiencing creativity and life, we're also experiencing grief at the same time. And uh, so, you know, it might, might sound like this sort of dark, depressing, doomy, gloomy idea, but if you can do grief well in your life, then you will experience a lot more joy. So it might be helpful just to kind of define what grief is, what we're talking about when we say grief really quickly. Um, to me, it's it's this it's what we experience when we go through loss and trauma, but it's also what we go through and what we experience when 
we go through any sort of change. And so anytime, you could say that anytime there's a change in your life or you're experiencing a change, you're also experiencing a grief. You're leaving behind what was before to grab a hold of what is coming to you in a change. Yeah, like awakening, awakening to something something that is true you know a, a truth mm-hmm. you know um grief and truth are quite quite closely connected you know mm-hmm. and you know one 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 could say that you know because grief is always there on some level truth is always kind of trying to be born or, or realized and whether that be you know, an idea that we had about how our lives uh, should be or, or different things like that. You know, we were in the pursuit of that. And sometimes it it, it seems like um, no matter how um, vicariously we, we, we pursue that, then it, at some point, sometimes there just becomes this awakening that, wait, this isn't what I thought it was. And there, those are really kind of the times where the kind of the presence of 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 grief grief can can set in, and and we can kind of wake up to maybe a larger truth about things. But that can be difficult if we don't have context around it. It, it can be difficult, but if we understand and we have a good orientation towards grief, and we know what's happening if we know it's working through us it helps us navigate those those times i think a little bit better or gracefully mm-hmm. maybe not but mm-hmm. <clears throat> what would you say you talked about grief and truth what would you say the relationship between grief and truth is well i think it i think one example of 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 that is uh, how we talked last week about um, nature and and the essence of the tree. That um, you know, as 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 seasons come, right? The the tree goes into dormancy. It it loses its its leaves. Um, um, or when storms come and a tree loses its branches, one one of the if 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 you use those examples as as experiences of grief and um you try to look for the truth in that essentially what what you're seeing is that one of the truths of life is that there's just always this this rhythm of 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 change and 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 shedding um that's i think maybe somewhat of an example of how mm-hmm grief and truth are really intertwined yeah seems like grief also has this job to do in our lives like it's supposed to like strip away certain things to help us get back to the essence or to the the larger truth the larger awareness the larger larger consciousness that we've been talking about so grief is maybe could be a vehicle or it's also just this tool that's used to kind of 
chip away at uh, some of the things that we hold very tightly to in our lives and lead us to the truth. A healer. I like to think of of grief as as a healer, and it is a tool as well. It's 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 both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can conceptualize it in in some different ways. Um, you know, we as people start out in our lives and and continue in our lives even into our later years oriented toward happiness or having a good life. And um, when you work with people who have or talk with people who have experienced great losses or really bad things that have happened to them, you know, like losing close family members or, um, you know, say your, your family and your, all of your possessions have been taken from you in a, some kind of natural disaster or something like that. If you talk to those people, you know, they have a little bit different orientation in their lives. They're not, they're not so oriented toward having a good life. Um, because when, when things like that happen, it doesn't even really seem possible. You know, what they imagined for their life, having a good life is no longer possible. It's always going to be colored by this great, the great loss that they've experienced. And so they have this different orientation. They seem to be more oriented toward grief. Some of the people that you talk to who, who've experienced great loss like that, um, you know, talk about how they're never, they'll never really get over it or be able to fully let go. And so they have this, this orientation toward grief. And there's some wisdom in that for all of us to be oriented toward grief. You know, we spend our, a lot of our lives just trying to be happy, trying to have a good life and, you know, being successful and having possessions and maybe being in love or, or having a happy, safe, comfortable existence, um, having a, a family, a loving family around you. These are the things we usually look, look toward to give us joy and happiness. And, uh, those are not, none of those are really bad things. Um, but it's important to realize that not everyone has a good life and that all of those things are transient and, and passing, right? And, uh, eventually, um, you will not have those things. There will be change. There will be hardship. There will be loss. And so to have some orientation or just even knowledge of um, death and grief and change and loss is, is important. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when I hear you talk, I'm, I'm just kind of reminded about um, the growing up in a in in living in in a in the west in in the west in a western society we have this <clears throat> inherent um orientation towards life and grief and we have a lot of a lot of expectations um that i think 
are largely just kind of unconscious drives for us. You know, when when you think of of other cultures um, who have less, um, often third world countries, different things like that, their orientation towards grief and their expectations of life are wildly, wildly different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They and, don't really expect to have good lives so yeah, much as I, we define it. Yeah, as, as, the, as we define it in, right, in, in, in the West, I think you're absolutely right. You know, um, I think that they're probably, their expectations are a whole lot more um, reality based and, um, their orientation of, 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 of grief and in, in their consciousness is much more alive. I mean, when you see, um, cultures, whether it be in like, you know, in South America or, you know, India or different places like that, th- their relationship with grief and their orientation with grief is, palpable i mean it's really really tangible mm-hmm. and they're healthier because of the, they're healthier mm-hmm. because of that oh know? they're just more in touch with reality sure right which is healthy yeah i mean I'm, I'm reminded of i'm not sure where i heard this but um i think that some organization did uh a study on the happiest con- country in the world Mm-hmm. And it's a country that that really no one's ever heard of, and, and I'm almost positive it. Uh, the name of the country is Bhutan, and it's somewhere over in in Asia, extremely poor country. Um, but they, and even the government, the government, um, their GDP, right is based off of off of off of um the happiness of 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 the culture and not money and how much they're producing mm-hmm. and the, every you know everyone there you know in that country lives a very very simple you know life i mean they're all pretty poor but they're all they're also the happiest people in the world it seems they're not you know? they're not oriented toward you know the american dream of success and comfort they're they're not focused on that mm-hmm. and they're you know the, the their grief is 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 alive it's it's real it's palpable mm-hmm you were talking about a, an idea in Buddhist spirituality earlier. What, what was that? Oh, yeah. Um, one of the, I had been reading where one of the, the central tenets of, 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 the, of the Buddhist way is to become and to cultivate a very strong death awareness all of the time um, as you walk the earth. Mm-hmm. That what that death awareness does is it um, really kind of 
sheds all of these more futile idealistic expectations and allows us to be much more in tune with life and reality Mm -hmm. and helps us be much more present and alive because Mm -hmm. we have or because they they have cultivated this very strong death awareness in their consciousness Mm -hmm. just being aware of your own mortality is can lead you to wisdom can lead you to truth it's interesting and the mortality of everything you know Mm -hmm. so it's wise for us to be oriented toward grief and uh, to understand the role that it has in our lives and uh, so maybe we can talk about how grief comes to us, how it happens in our lives, and how to move through it mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that, you know, helps us connect with the larger consciousness, which is part of the truth that we're talking about, helps us uh, to have and, help us, and helps us to have joy. So, you know, grief, grief comes to us in a lot of different, different ways continually in our lives. And, um, it's important to, for us to learn how to engage it and know its role in our lives. I tend to think about grief as a tunnel. I describe it to people that way. You, you enter the tunnel and it's, you know, people, people don't want to enter the tunnel because they don't know how long the tunnel is when it's going to end. And they also don't know what's on the other side of it. So people are reluctant sometimes to enter into grief because, um, first of all, it's unpleasant, but also, you know, grief has the role of changing us or maybe loosening our grip on certain things or, or helping us to shed certain layers and when we don't really know what the outcome of that is or what it's going to look like on the other side, it's hard for us to want to enter that. The process of engaging in grief is just about entering that tunnel and kind of subjecting yourself to what it's going to achieve in your life. And there's no real way to know what it's going to do, but you can assume it's going to help you loosen your grip on, on things that you may be held very tightly too. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's hard to trust. And that, you know, especially in my work with, with people, what's been interesting is that, you know, um, someone will be, will come in talking about, um, you know, just this kind of this general malaise or, or, depression um you know uh, this 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 depression that they that they don't really understand they may have some kind of vague idea as to why they're kind of depressed um and it's interesting to to present to them the idea that they're grieving because more times than not 
they can really they can really go along with that idea that oh yeah this experience of just emotionally not having very much energy or being depressed or you know feeling this hopelessness um they get they're 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 so wrapped up in that that they that they forget the context of what's happening which is is the grief and then you know when i present to the the idea to them that maybe they could be grieving something that really pulls them out of just this experience of depression and and meaninglessness and helps them get a larger context and then they can say wow what this i am experiencing some grief this actually makes sense and this feels right to me mm-hmm. um and that that takes little effort for me to do you know for me to uh, just a mere suggestion that it could be and if they're even just willing to talk about it a little bit they can we really find ourselves in a very deep and rich discussion about wow what you know what is it what is it that you could be grieving right now and it really helps it 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 can really be helpful for people to to see that way but you know we um we just experience you know we all we know is we have this feeling of of depression or hopelessness you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that can be a really difficult thing to work with you know if we understand that that this depression and just kind of this emptiness or this hopelessness is is the experience of grief and then we can say okay well what is it that i'm grieving or what could i be grieving there's you can put your hands on that you know what i mean mm-hmm. um the experience actually becomes much more meaningful as opposed to just this abstract nebulous depression Feeling. and hopelessness that's mm-hmm. happening for we don't know why you yeah. know what i mean kind of helps you focus <laughs> on something more more tangible so, some people would say that all depression is just unresolved grief um and and clearly you know feel you feel sad you feel depressed you're probably you you were probably at some point sad and depressed about something specific and you know those griefs kind of pile up in our lives cuz we don't pay attention to them and then all of a sudden you're you feel depressed and you don't know why because you're not aware of the things that you're grieving so it makes it a more active process to focus on right the things that you have lost and that's an extraordinarily important part i think it's probably one of the most as most important aspects of 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 grieving is that you said it the best is that as as we walk along through life there are these griefs that pile up that we have to change our orientation that grief only happens when there's death of a loved one or something like that mm-hmm. there are these small griefs griefs that pile up throughout life and we have to be able to as we walk through life be aware of that and call it what it is so that we can look towards it and be aware of it and work with it otherwise we walk down this 
this path for for some time and that that heaviness and that that depression just builds and becomes very heavy and then we end up having to kind of look in retrospect and backtrack mm-hmm. and essentially what we're doing is this kind of archaeological dig of these things that we've been grieving over the last couple of years right where i think what you're suggesting is that well that's one way to do it right <laughs> um or what we could do is challenge ourselves to evolve our relationship and grow our orientation towards grief to where we're in tune with that as we walk down the path which yeah i think that idea can sound really dark and dreary to people you know mm-hmm. um but it's important it's important and it doesn't have to be this extraordinarily dark dreary experience once again that's one other way that we have to let our ideas of grief evolve you know yeah so i'll give you an example from my own life i uh my we have a seventh grade daughter and she's playing basketball with the school and uh i went to the parent meeting for basketball yesterday and this is just a a small example of how i have experienced grief in the last you know 24 hours um and and it's just to kind of give an example of how we're constantly or consistently having these little griefs that can that can pile up um so i went to the the parent meeting for basketball and and we got the schedule and um I was realizing that I wasn't going to be able to go to very many of the games because of my work schedule. And uh, then I was also thinking about how she's now being coached by other people. I've been, I've been her basketball coach in the past, and I was thinking about um, some of the sorrow that I had about not being able to coach her now. And there have been times when um, other people have been her coach in the past and my dad was my coach when I was growing up for almost every sport and so um, there's this there's been this experience that I've had of of sorrow and loss of missing out on those times when I haven't been her coach Um, and then also having to sort of like let go of um, let go of that now because now she'll be coached in basketball in school she'll play basketball for school and so i won't won't really get that opportunity again and and so you know it doesn't it doesn't from the outside probably doesn't seem like a very big thing but um you know there's all these little sorrows losses changes that happen on a daily basis you know we we could say we're experiencing those almost daily Mm -hmm. And if we're not, if we're not paying attention to how they are affecting us or paying attention to how the grief is forming us or what its job is in our lives, then those things will remain unresolved and there will be this more general feeling of sadness, it can be depression, it can be hopelessness, you know, which is really the experience of 
not having what you want in life. And uh, if we don't engage with the process of grief, then we'll just have that feeling all the all of the time, and and basically we'll feel like there's nothing we can do about it. And the thing that we need to do is grieve. I think that that's a great example, Joel. I really do. You know, because those things, those experiences are just built into everyday life, mm-hmm. and to be attuned to that is extraordinarily important because each one of those experiences brings a certain amount of energy, right? Emotional energy. And Mm -hmm. we can engage in those experiences and maybe intellectually or be able to conceptualize what's happening. That's, that's one part of it, but we have to allow the experience to be processed and experienced in the heart as well. You know, and um, yeah, I think that's a great example of just those those things are built into our everyday lives, and we have to be able to cultivate this awareness of it. That you know, uh, it doesn't mean that you were um, thrust in this deep dark depression. You know what I mean, or that. Right. The, or that the alligator of grief took you down, you know, into this final death roll because you realized what was happening, you know, with your, <laughs> with your daughter. But there was, there was you experienced that that grief in in, in that moment, and 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 you experienced the energy that it had, and that was important. It, it, you didn't experience the magnitude of all of these other griefs that you've unconsciously experienced. It's, it's healthy for us. You know, in some ways it's like, um, you know, would, if there's a, if there's a pile, if there's a pile of bricks that need to be moved, I mean, it's much harder to move that whole pile of bricks in its entirety. Right. Probably wisdom would say, "Well, let's just take one one brick at a time." Well, we feel the weight of that brick, and okay, that's much easier to manage than trying to put the the entire the the entirety of the weight of the whole of all of the bricks on our backs and and walk to where it needs <laughs> to be. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's easier to lift one at a time and move it. And put it where it needs to go. Right. And kind of examine it and learn from it and and just just engage in that experience. You know, I was talking about grief being sort of like a tunnel that we enter into. We have to be willing to do that and and um you know, you were talking about engaging on a heart level with grief, and I think that's where I am always talking with people about engaging the emotions that they have, the you know, this emotional, heartfelt experience of grief. And so if I go back to, to my example of not being able to coach my daughter at certain points, you know, my, my experience of that is loss. It's it's sadness. And you know, there there are 
many different reasons that we don't engage in grief, but one of them is because the feeling of sadness and loss and having to let go of that is unpleasant. It, do, it doesn't feel good. I don't want to admit to myself even that I don't get those chances back, you know, that, that I'm not going to be able to fulfill that desire. And, and so we avoid walking through that tunnel. We avoid engaging those emotions because it just doesn't feel good. And we, and we like to pretend that we can ignore all of these little griefs in our lives, but we can't in it's, truth, ignore any of them. It's it's counterintuitive to the small self to want to feel sad or loss or to have this experience of letting go because the small self is oriented towards doing the opposite of all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It so doesn't want to feel pain. Exactly. So that that you know, grief is really a doorway, a tangible doorway to kind of start waking up to this larger self, you know what I mean? And, and, and find healing and joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so it's this doorway to the larger self. And if you're, or, or if you think of it as a tunnel, you have to walk through that tunnel to be able to reach the other side or walk through the doorway to be able to connect with the larger self, the larger consciousness. And uh, it's a way that we kind of shed these things and enter a new way of, of being. And uh, so let's, let's talk for a minute about, you know, what we're shedding or what we're seeking to um, get rid of or, or leave behind. Because, you know, when you, when you experience grief or loss, um, it doesn't mean that you're having to let go fully of even your, your desire. You know, if you, if you talk to people who have lost close loved ones, you know, many of them will say, you know, I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to be able to let go of that person or, or like forget about them or, or anything like that. So that's, that's not really the idea. Mm to, you know, just let go of everything in your life that you've ever wanted or needed or loved. Um, but there is this process of grief that helps us. I like to think of it as loosening our grip on those things. And so if I go back to the example with my daughter, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let go of my desire to play an important role in my daughter's life, you know, and I'm, and I'm not even going to, maybe fully let go of the sorrow about missing out on being able to be her, her coach at certain times in her life. Um, but my relationship to that desire becomes different. And I also do have to learn to loosen my grip on my children, for instance, uh, because they're growing, you know, eventually they'll move out of the house. It's important for us to go through grief my wife and I to go through grief about that and kind of realize that they are not, we're not always going to have the same role with them as we have had. And that's not to say that we don't, we don't want to, or that we need to let go of them fully and just 
you know, totally disconnect from them. Um, but we will have to loosen our grip slowly and, you know, be able to not, not fully let go, but definitely hold those things looser. I think that's the goal of grief. So I think that's kind of the role of grief. Balance in that then, you know, balance is an important <clears throat> element in, in our life. I mean, it, it, we have to have balance in our life for, for healing and progression. And one could say that grief, if we cultivate a good orientation towards it, is a good balancer. Mm-hmm. So are there other things that grief helps to strip away or help us to shed that you can think of or just, you know? Well, it, you know, I, I think it, I think it can help us strip away expectations mm -hmm. of ourselves. I, I, I know for me, that's, at least at this time in my life, that's <laughs> that's probably the most powerful way that, that grief is teaching me is it's constantly showing me all of these expectations that I that I have that just don't line up with higher kind of truths. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um whether that be, you know, how I think I should be or how um, people should be or, or whatever. Grief is, is really, for me, being, uh, serves as a reflector of, of these expectations and how they just don't line up, you know, and I'm, I always am trying to stay in remembrance of that and be vigilant of what grief is reflecting, those expectations, and consciously just trying to just let let those layers just be shed. And it's, you know, uh, it's painful. It can be, it can be yeah. painful. But once again, I, I you know just kind of want to remind everyone that may be listening to this that it, it's not it's not this constant dark dreary mm -hmm. you know dress in black and sleep all the, all of the time experience you know <laughs> um, it 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 comes it comes in waves you know and mm -hmm. not only does it come in waves but as our orientation matures with grief and evolves um you know the 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 pain um or the uh, of 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 the grief it it it's it's its sting loses its intensity mm -hmm. um so also what I've found is that I am able to kind of grow my container for for pain, 
or disappointment or or any of these things because because I've um, because I think it's important to um, grow you know grow my relationship with grief it's it's inherently just helped me grow a container for all of that stuff mm -hmm. and to hold it mm -hmm. not reject it um not repress it but to hold it and let it let it inform me and teach me um yeah you kind of grow your container to be able to tolerate and endure pain even sure. and grief it's tolerating pain for growth which yeah. inherently is grief you know i mean right we, we can't that's what that's what grief is and it you know it's 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 not about it's not just about shedding things as well it's also very closely related to gratitude mm -hmm. you know um helps you get to gratitude sure you know i i some, sometimes I, I i i i i think about um gratitude or how we try to come come to it or or grow it and, you know you you see all of these challenges for you know on, on facebook or whatever you know these gratitude challenges and um no it's not that i think that that's bad i think it's i think it's good but gratitude really only exists out of out of grief mm -hmm. when, you know when 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 you think about it you know when when we're in an, an ex, when we're in an experience whether it be you know uh, on vacation looking at a at a beautiful mountain or with someone that we love and appreciate um, and and we feel that feeling of gratitude, but it's 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 a recognition of 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 essentially kind of like a, an absence of of pain or 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 suffering, which we're we're on a really deep level referencing grief in that moment and it's bringing about this experience of gratitude mm -hmm. you know and so in, in some ways you know in some ways i can i i kind of think of as of of grief as as being the 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 mother of gratitude and the mother of a lot of things mm -hmm. it's almost like you have to experience grief to get to the the gratitude you know grief is it stands in contrast to to gratitude and when you're able to grieve successfully and kind of let go or loosen your grip on the things that you're grieving that's when you sort of like land or rest in in gratitude right which is paradoxical and mm -hmm. you know doesn't make sense maybe um but i find that there's a lot of truth in that Mm-hmm. Yeah, grief is is really important to engage because it births joy. It births gratitude. It births a different relationship to our own lives. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of holding 
so tightly, you know, having a, having a death grip on the things that we want and need to have that helps us to loosen our grip and, and be able to hold, you know, looser the things that we enjoy. And when, and when we hold things looser, then we're able to enjoy them a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were talking about expectations. So I want to make it clear that, you know, the things that we grieve are not just things that we've had, but they're things that we project out into the future that we believe we should have, that we expect to have, you know, our ideal lives. We all have these ideal lives that we'd like to have. And we, and we hold those things very tightly mm-hmm. and grief comes along and helps us to loosen our grip on those things because the reality is we don't have our ideal lives ever. And then there's grief. Right. And, uh, you know, loosening our grip on our expectations for our lives is, a is you know, it's not that you shouldn't want anything for your life, you know, but it's the difference between wanting something for your life and expecting or demanding that you have it, mm-hmm. you know. And when you experience loss, the loss of an ideal or a loss of the loss of something that you really, really wanted, you know, it helps you to, to, you know, be able to loosen your grip and be able to want and wish for things rather than demanding them. Right. So is there anything else you would say about like what you should do, like the process of engaging in grief and working through it? You know, really, I just, I, I, I think for people that are listening to this and, uh, <laughs> have kind of given this conversation of a, a, a chance to maybe sink in is to me, one of the most important things is, is just getting really good at understanding what it feels like in us, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, and I, I've referenced, I've referenced, you know, my work with people who will come in and will say, well, I'm just, um, you know, I'm feeling depressed or um, hopeless or even anger. Um, and they come in not, not, not really knowing why. They just know they feel this anger. They may have some ideas, but. I think one of the most important things is creating space for for these emotions to come mm-hmm. and to see how they might be tied to something that we're grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, anger is absolutely a, a, a part of grief i mean mm-hmm. it's it's, it's sure. essentially a resistance right to <laughs> to what is happening yeah um or something that we're trying to protect um you know if that's not tied to grief i don't know what is so yeah. you know i i i think probably the most important thing that that someone could do on a tangible level is just be aware of how their emotional experiences could be tied to grief. They almost way. always point back to grief. Yeah. Maybe always. Sure. Something that you've lost. Mm-hmm. Or 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 some or something that is being presented to us that uh 
a part of our consciousness once, but it, it really doesn't kind of yeah. line up with, you know, a higher truth or, yeah. yeah. So figure out how your emotional experience that you're having is tied back to a loss or a grief or something that you wanted that's not going to be realized. And yeah, identify what is what is the loss. Identify exactly what your feelings are at a basic, simple level about that loss. You know, there's going to be sadness, um, hurt that you feel when you've lost something that you wanted. And then just allow yourself to to be in that experience of that emotion, it's it's like walking through a tunnel. You're not going to remain in that emotional experience forever. It will help you loosen your grip on that thing that you wanted. Mm. And when you get to the other side of it, you will be different. Yeah. And also what you're talking about there is, you know, not only just being aware of the emotional experiences and how they could be tied to grief, but giving yourself permission to be in that context and be in remembrance of that context. Mm -hmm. That's extraordinarily important. Mm -hmm. um, and trust it, trusting it. Mm -hmm. Trust trust your own experience of trust loss tr and grief. Trust your own experience and, and just trust the process of yeah. of of grief. It it is the it is the thing that I think scares the small self the most, <laughs> because yeah. there are no there are no guarantees. There's you know the grief doesn't work in this linear you know safe, happy, painless way, mm -hmm. which is what the small self is oriented towards, and so we have to trust a. We have to trust ourselves to be in a context and in a process that is actually counterintuitive to what we've been taught. But doing that will let us connect with the larger self. I, I think so. The, the small self experiencing pain and grief and allowing, allowing ourselves and trusting that process will help strip away what needs to be stripped away, help us loosen our grip and in that way, being able to connect with our larger selves and the larger self. It's good. Mm. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, everybody.